Hey everyone, and welcome to this, the ninth episode of Good Friday Films, a podcast where we chat about movies with a Christian perspective. My name is Joe, and I'm joined, as always, by my friend, Tiller. Good evening, everyone. My name is Tiller. How's your week been since last time we recorded? My week has been lovely. Um, last night, uh, for those of who, for those of for our listeners, Joe and I, um, not only did we work together, and make podcasts together, but we play soccer together too. <laughs> we do a lot of things together. We too much. <laughs> <laughs> it hit me. But we had a very important game last night. Our yeah. most important game of the season yeah. against a team we beaten previously it was a very interesting game the first game yeah, the first game we, we played they were pretty rough yeah <laughs> pretty rough against us they had a reason apparently for, for being rough yeah going back to last season but no excuse still no excuse to play rough you know, yeah. unless i mean our team played rough as well but that was fine yeah <laughs> <laughs> but for them to just treat us like that, that oh was, man come on i'm called for yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we beat them again for the second time um Really showing them that we are the better team. That's right. Um, they crumbled under pressure. Yeah, um, and hopefully, so. you know, they'll they'll give up. I'll <laughs> 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 have given up on soccer and their, their, their dreams. <laughs> uh, that's really our hope. <laughs> uh, yeah, for our new listeners, this podcast is where we discuss popular movies, plus the themes and values we can get out of them. That's right. In this episode, we're covering uh, one of our favorites, John Wick. Oh, classic. I thought um, it'd be interesting to hear um, if you could remember the first time you watched this movie. Like, what can you think back to then what you thought about it before you went into it? Um, I didn't have any thoughts going into it, um, to be honest. Uh, this was going back to 2014. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I'd watched it maybe maybe a year after, a year or two after it came out. So right. I, I didn't watch it in the cinemas or anything like that. Yeah, I can't really remember if I watched it in the cinemas or not. I remember watching the second one in the cinemas. Yeah. Um, but, but once I'd seen this one, I was kind of hooked. I was like, all right, next one, let's go. Yeah, second and third, I remember watching in the cinemas. Um, <clears throat> but the first one, I remember watching that, and I was like, wow, this is like <laughs> one of the best films I've ever seen. Like, yeah. so good. Yeah, I loved it. I um, I think I'd had a, a vague idea of like what it was about before watching. I'm like, oh, it's like an action movie, but I'd heard really good things about it. Mm. And then I watched it, and it was just kind of blew like my mind a little bit i'm like mate this is so well done yeah really um set me on to a lot of other like action movies that have similar um yeah yeah Yeah, um it really it's kind of like a trip down memory lane because i loved the matrix growing up i played the matrix like xbox games and, (laughs) and um obviously we've got um Keanu Reeves, the one, the one, <laughs> <laughs> playing the role of, of uh, John Wick in this yeah. film. Um, but yeah, that noir action, um, yeah, that was just so. Awesome. so um, got such a unique style. I yeah. think, or yeah. it's like you can definitely tell when you're watching a John Wick movie. Mm. Um, before we get into it, I'll just give out give out a plot summary. So, John Wick is a 2014 American action thriller film directed by. Chad Stahelski and written by Derek Kolstad. Keanu Reeves stars as John Wick, a legendary hitman who comes out of retirement to seek revenge against those who wrong him. The cast includes Michael... Okay, these are all going to be hard names to pronounce. Michael Nickvist, Alfie <laughs> Allen, Ian McShane, Willem Dafoe, Adriana Alicky, John Leguizamo, <laughs> and then, of course, Keanu Reeves, uh, the star... 
Um, had a budget of 20 to 30 million, is what it says. Yeah, right. And it ended up with a box office of 86 million. Yeah. Uh, so it made its money back and some um, did well enough to kind of spin off into a very successful franchise. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's pretty interesting to, to think about back in 2014, mm. almost 10 years ago now. Um, Keanu Reeves, right, up until that point, he was known for The Matrix. That's right. And he was known maybe for like Point Break. Yeah. Um, but at the point that this movie was made, his career was kind of in a decline. Like, mm. wasn't as big a name. I mean, he's acting, like, how he acts is very unique, uh, kind of a minimalistic. Plays the same character in every. Yeah, pretty much. Just <laughs> like low key guy. Yeah. Um, and so this was like a really big role for him. Yeah. Um, it kind of, I mean, now when you think about Keanu Reeves, like this is going to be a huge part of his, his life and his career. It's just John Wick. Yeah. At the time, um, Keanu Reeves, I think he, uh, yeah, he was approached for the role by the writer. Um, and he's the guy who recommended Stelhelski and David Leach um, direct the, the action of, of the movie. Because those are the guys that he worked with in The Matrix. Yep. So Chad Stahelski, he I think he was his stunt double in the first one mm. and then ended up being like the action director for the later Matrix movies. Yep. Um, that makes sense. You can see the like, you can see the cinematography, the action, all that and how it's yeah. filmed. It's yeah. like it's very clear. It's really action focused. Yeah. Um yeah, and so I think he read the script and he's like, mate, these guys would be really good for it. And so they ended up not just directing the action, but they obviously co directed it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they had that focus of like these long choreographed fight scenes and really trying to um, emphasize the action of it. Mm. And then they rewrote the script quite a bit as well. To um, I think the original had like a lot more dialogue for John Wick, mm. but they edited it to make it fit Keanu Reeves a bit more. So he he kind of says like a f- he only says a few words throughout the entire movie. And so yeah, originally. Um, the script only even had like 11 deaths <laughs> compared to like the, the several that we see in the final one. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, overall like crafted in a way that Keanu excels in mm. this role and you just couldn't really imagine it without him. Mm. So before we, we get into it, Tiller, um, what, what happened in this movie? What's your non-spoiler summary? Well, uh, there is a man called John Wick um, and... He, his wife, unfortunately, you know, passes away from sickness and uh, a parting gift to John Wick is a, a little cute dog and um, something happens to this dog that mm. makes John Wick get really, really, really mad. Yeah. Um, he goes... Something nice happens right to the dog. <laughs> <laughs> right, Sherlock? There's something nice. The dog goes to heaven? <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and and well you just have to watch the rest of the film to see what happens i don't want to spoil it for you it's such a good film mm. um you have to see what what he does he's a man of few words but um he's a man of action you know a man of action yeah it's yeah he, he's it's definitely a man of action yeah, all right well maybe let's get into it some of our initial thoughts um non-spoiler thoughts <laughs> of some of the things we liked or didn't like about it i guess on this rewatch of it um I just just a different concept for like an action film. It's just kind of like its own thing, the whole John Wick thing, and 
just such a fun plot yeah as well i love the plot it's um, it's it's just like simple but mm. compelling yeah is what i like especially this the opening i kind of think it's just such clean storytelling yeah they get you get they need to really care for john um within the first 10 minutes yeah you fully understand like his emotions you fully understand what's driving him yeah and then you're 100 percent behind him as soon as he actually starts he's like yeah, yeah i'm on board you gotta yeah 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 and so i think it's really well crafted in that sense of like <laughs> it is such short such a little time mm. is spent on like building his character but it's done so well yeah you can make a good story and a good film under two hours right this film without the credits is an hour and 35 minutes yeah i mean because over the past few episodes we've watched so many long <laughs> movies yeah. i think a common thing that i've said is like man this just feels a bit too long it's a bit too much in here that didn't need to be here yeah john wick especially the first one is one of those movies that's just like it's bare bones it feels really like finely edited there's there not isn't much... a wasted scene yeah to be honest yeah. it's i mean there's maybe a couple where it's like you could go well it doesn't push it forward as much but at the same time such a little time is spent on anything outside of what you're actually wanting to watch mm, exactly <laughs> and it just every every aspect of it kind of feels intentional and feels really well crafted mm. and so yeah 90 minutes you you what you're super compelled super engaged and then by the end of it you're like mate that was i want to watch more <laughs> yeah it's it's like they're it's it well it's world building they're like mm. they're building a world um and you're following john wick in this world it's like it's, like it's a, so interesting because yeah. yeah it's john wick especially in the the sequels but even in this one the, the world of john wick is like almost a fantasy world yeah it's set in reality mm. but it's kind of explores this underbelly of society secret underground society. yeah this fantastical like um world where there's different people doing all these different roles and they have their own culture and yep even though like they're all dancing in clubs and (laughs) (laughs) people are dying right next to them and they're just like they don't care (laughs) music's going loud so it's like yeah it's a deep message there (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was the message i gave across um no but it's it's just got this really cool concept and kind of each scene progresses like Mm. It reveals a bit more of this this world and um it's super compelling to watch it yep um one of the things i like as well music mm. i'll forget that the theme for john wick gets you into it it's that like noir feel i think is yeah. What it is. yeah 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 i like the music as well yeah it's, it's really nice um the thing you notice as well watching it counter reeves i mean it's very much his acting style in the sense that the dialogue is all very at times it can feel a bit weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> like, the the interactions don't feel... Genuine. Like, human. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think that it's meant to. Cause That's right. Because a secret underground society. It's just weird. It's almost, like, poetic, a lot yeah. of it. They kind of speak in riddles and... Mm. But it works. That's the thing. It's, like, it's this weird dialogue, but it feels so cool at yeah, the same time. it works, yeah. Just, he's, like... I don't know, he says such few things. There's a scene where he gets called up by this guy he's after. And it's just like um this this whole one sided conversation. He's like, you know, we can sort this out like reasonable men and John Wicks doesn't say anything. And then he hangs up and he's like, What what did he say to you? Enough. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, he did. <laughs> well when the cop pulls up to his house. Oh yeah. Lights yeah. blurring. Jimmy, like, I think it is. Yeah, you working again, uh, John? Just sorted like, some just sorted out. some stuff. And it's like, <laughs> like, 
All right. Have a good night. Have a good night. <laughs> just these cool little like exchanges Moments. where it's just it's not real. Yeah. But it's that like fan- fantastical. Yeah. Um, cool. It allows you to like fill in the space for yourself, the audience. Yeah. Like, oh wow, I wonder what that could mean. Or, like, yeah, that's right. Flush yeah. it, like you can kind of build this whole world that you Around. don't even see. Yeah, these, they give you the past bare relationships. Yeah. Which yeah. I like. Yeah. I really like it. Apparently, the um the writers they kind of had the like they decided they wouldn't show anything about John Wick's life or career before he met his wife, mm. and so I think that really works because you it adds so much depth to the story that's not shown, which yeah. I appreciate in movies when like because then you watch it again and you can kind of unpack more and mm. you can draw more out of exchanges than just like them showing you every single thing that's happened and it's right like. People's like, because I mean, when you're writing a story and writing a character, they're not going to be as fleshed out and as deep as a real person mm. because you've made up a, like a picture right. of a person. And so the more that you can have that isn't spoken, the more depth I think it gives that character when you're watching it. And mm. you kind of, go, oh, there's more under the surface there that I don't know about. Yeah. Which is really interesting. And you can build on the character as you go along. Yeah. Film, so, which is. Yeah. And they do it really well. Um, Obviously, the thing that stands out for John Wick, from John Wick is the um, choreography. Oh, amazing choreography! It's so good. Like that's what took takes me back to the, to the Matrix. Like yeah. the choreography there, the extended cut scenes. Yeah, that feels realistic. Like the punches and yeah, like, these long shots. Long shots. Um, they don't rush. There's no shaky cam. You know, no shaky cam. Like yeah, and that's the thing. So I think. People now look back at John Wick as like one of the best action movies and it really had a huge impact on action movies in general. Mm. Because if you look to the movies that were coming out before the, this, I think you had like Jason Bourne. Let me just double check that. Jason Bourne, you had, um, you also had, um, what's his name? Liam Neeson in the one where he like- Yeah, the Taken series. Taken, so yeah, Jason yeah. Bourne, Taken, kind of all these movies where the action's like extreme close-ups, mm. all these quick cuts, shaking. It's always like disguising the action- yeah, I mean that's a style, and in the original like Bourne movie, mm. it, it works for that movie, mm. but it almost then became like a, a crutch, yeah, for the action. It's like, oh, we don't really need to try because they're not going to see it anyway. That's <laughs> 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 so then the action comes, and you're like, I didn't get any of that. All right, moving on. <laughs> yeah, and so going from that to this, where it's just like kind of a static camera mm. and you see John Wick just execute five people cleanly <laughs> yeah. with these complicated moves. Yeah. And it's clearly Keanu Reeves doing it. Like, yeah. he's rehearses and it's performed. It's impressive. It's so good. It's raised the standard for me. Yeah. Or for any, for film, action films in general. Yeah, you can sure. You can tell it's had a flow and effect on the films as well because... Oh, it's, had, it's inspired so many, I think. So many good action scenes and so mm. many films yeah um, for sure and obviously it's not the first movie to have done that no like the raid's good at that yeah um, well that's probably where they drew a lot of inspiration from is the raid series yeah which we've got a review hopefully yeah. um but i think this is really where it brought it into a, a wider audience in like that's the right. western market yeah so yeah i think it was my first exposure to that kind of action yeah um, cool. yeah really good stuff mine was the matrix yeah my but even the well. matrix is like different yeah. Like, it's not this this kind of, um, the takes aren't as long in aren't The Matrix, long, no. and it's not as, like, com- complex hand-to-hand. But I would say for a film of, like, early, oh, like, 1990. Oh, The Matrix 90- is a great movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. like, yeah. it was doing great action scenes. For sure. Before, sort of, John Wick, like, there was a little more extended cut scenes and things like that. That's right, yeah. 
1999. Yeah. Gee. <laughs> yeah, mate. So that's, that's that 15 years before this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think, mate, there's so much that I like about this movie. Yeah. Um, even the, I mean, we talked about the style. Mm. Um, it's dark. Just dark, but it's got these neon lights to it. Yeah. There's so many really well-crafted, like, shots that mm. are laid out. Like, there's ones where John kind of, I think, so people come and, like, try and raid his house at some point. There's one shot where he, like, kind of comes out of the shadows. <laughs> and I thought that was really cool. That was well done. Yep. Um, yeah, and just the entire thing. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it. I feel like most people will have seen this movie. Yeah. Um, but I really recommend it. If you're, if you're into action. Um, Find 95 minutes in your day. Yeah. Um, to, to watch it. It's a great. Be warned. There is, I mean, it is quite violent, obviously. A lot of gore. Not lots of gore compared to some some other movie, okay. but lots, lots of violence. Is, there's lots of violence and a bit of gore, but yeah, yeah, mostly violence. Yeah, and like yeah, it's like brutal violence. It's not like yeah. oh, they got shot in the background. It's like he shoots someone point blank. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of stuff. Um, and swearing in this as well. Yeah, quite a bit of swearing. I that's one other thing that I did enjoy is the gunfight scenes. Yeah, like the way they use their guns and yeah, that that's was right. cool. Um, it's this um. I've seen some video essays on it, <laughs> yeah. but the idea of like using the gun as like a, f- a fist almost. Yeah. You're not just using it to shoot people far off, but using it as like a punching glove in, yeah. in the fight. And like yeah. your punch is the shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it just is like, it works really well for these close quarter fights that they have. Like yeah. finding these people who are big and then it allows John Wick to kind of get knocked around as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really well choreographed all of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, cool. Well, what would your, your rating for it be? I'd give John Wick a 9 out of 10. Yeah. Really awesome. high up there for yeah. me. Yeah. I think I said this one was really good. Really good. So good. Yeah. I, um, one of my favorites. Even just getting the chance to watch it again, I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I kind of want to keep watching them all. <laughs> There's just so many good lines and memorable scenes. Yeah. I'm just like, ah, oh, oh, yeah, that's yes. right. And I think as well... Because they made this, and they weren't planning to do a whole series, mm. it is just a great standalone film. Mm. Once you start to finish, the whole story is like super compelling. You get to the end, you're like, "Mate, that was that was the full meal," you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some movies you get, it's like, "Oh, this is just the start. This is a bit of chips, or maybe half a burger." But this, you get to the end of the job working like, mate, I'm full. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I want some dessert now. <laughs> and it's, it's actually funny. There's yeah. so many clever. Funny written scenes in yeah. there as well. Yeah, you so enjoy the writer. I, I forgot his name already. Derek Olstad. He yeah. um he wanted to try and incorporate a bit of dark comedy as well because he thought that that would add, I guess, some human humanization mm. to John Wick. Yeah, and make us like him more, and it works. Yeah, like it did. this is the kind of movie where it'd be so easy for you to turn on the main character and be like, "Man, why am I cheering for this murderer?" Because <laughs> he's really yeah. not a good guy. Like ultimately, he's not. None of them he's are. murdered like so many people, but they just balance it so well that the entire time you're like, "Yeah, kill those guys." Yeah, <laughs> John, you, you, you're Revenge. doing the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, maybe we'll get into some spoilers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you have anything from the spoiler thought section? Well, yeah. Um, just the first, maybe after ten minutes, like where um, Vigo's son kills the dog and yeah. takes the car and takes it to the mechanic, and the mechanic's like, "You, you did what? Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you what now? <laughs> yeah, 
It's like it's just a a random guy. It's like, mate, you don't know what you just done. One yeah. of the things I noticed watching this because I just recently watched the mo- like number four, which came out. Mm. As the John Wick series has gone on, something that you kind of have to reconcile with, I guess, is they've become more fantastical. Like the fantasy at level of it has increased with each movie. Yeah, and so even from going to this number two, I feel like. In some ways, they do lose a part of this movie that's so great, which is yeah. the, like that mythos of yeah. John Wick. Yeah, like, people talk about him in awe and fear, and like this John Wick. What have you done? <laughs> this, this character, this yeah. monster, the, the Baba Yaga. Yeah, yeah, and they kind of lose that as it goes on. He just becomes like a dude who's really good at killing people. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I love that in this one where mm. the slow like people's response every time it just doesn't get old of him. They're like. John Wick. <laughs> John Wick. What? Wait, he's back in the game. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, that, yeah. I love that. That's cool. Um, I think I really noticed as well. This movie is way more grounded, mm. like than the the next ones. So, because he goes to the the hotel, what's it called? The Continental. Continental, and like they've got this secret club. Mm. And the way they get into that is he has to go like down some elevator and through the kitchens and down a hall mm. and then hidden away in the back is like the secret door. Mm. I love that. I'm like, that's so cool. It's this hidden society. Hidden world, yeah. But in the the sequels, they wouldn't be doing that. You just go into the the building and it's there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it it's not a secret really. But... Yeah, it does lose that mystery. Yeah. That it's more like this is just reality now. This is it. Yeah. Yeah. It's out in the open. That's right. Mm. Which I think with this one, they are trying to kind of keep it tied to our world more of like, okay, this is something that could exist in secret. Mm. But then in the, yeah. in the sequels, they're more like, oh, no, this is just a completely alternate reality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's also something I will talk about more in the, the values. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, there's a so, realism to it. Yeah. And I really enjoy that part of this movie. Like, mm. it's super compelling. And because it, it does build it like that what you're talking about that world building of like mm. oh what is this secret society and like yeah they pay each other with one coin well how much is a coin worth <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who'd like run who's like at the top of yeah. this like secret society and like it's yeah, really cool it's so interesting um some great performances as well i thought like everyone in this is excellent yeah um the um the son um alfie allen mm. like you just just it's such really a great job of being easy a, to dislike. Yeah, yeah. really easy You're to like, dislike. He, this guy needs to die. <laughs> <laughs> He's a prat. Yeah, ungrateful little. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So that performance, like you gotta, like you gotta love it. Just to be so irritating and like, mm. right. And I've always just loved the shorthand, like killing a dog. Yeah. For, like the easiest way to get the audience on your side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Not I mean, it works. It does. Yeah. Yeah. If we're trying to get us to support this murderer mm. in 10 minutes, kill a dog. <laughs> yeah. Especially a dog that belonged to John Wick's, you know, dead yeah. ex- uh, Sorry, dead wife as his last parting gift, the last connection that oh, he had mate. to mate. Like, just... They all deserve to die. And no matter how many hundreds of people he killed, <laughs> like, they killed that dog. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, mate, it's it's good. It does feel like a game almost as well, like, yeah. in the sense that, like, John Wick is, like, trying to achieve this mission of, like, getting to this guy, getting revenge. Yeah. And he has to go through all these obstacles to get to him, to all yeah. these bosses. Doing and, the levels. Yeah, and he's, like, the mini fun- bosses along the way. Yeah, mini bosses along the way, and um, the ultimate <laughs> boss 
it's not the son necessarily it's vigo himself right actually that's right um, well that's the thing i like about this as well is um well, there's some things i don't like which we'll get to mm. i don't think this is perfect necessarily yeah um but i liked like the entire movie he's driven by this idea of like this revenge it really is a theme i think the um, original title of the movie was like scorned or something like it was more focused the, the plot is just this revenge plot yeah and it's just about how we can back someone seeking revenge <laughs> yeah yeah is how it was written um and i really like the, the fact that he kind of goes through all this turmoil and struggle and then he gets his revenge he kills a son and it's mm. just like it, it, that doesn't bring any satisfaction really you no. watch it and it's just so over so quick like some yeah. movies there's like a character that you hate yeah and then the writers come up with this like this way to make him die the most painful death or like mm. you know they really suffer and they get what's coming to them and that you can be like yeah that made so up for funny. all of the times that i hated him in this movie <laughs> yeah but in this one he kind of gets to the the main guy he's kind of forced not forced him but led to him killing all these people mm. and it's just like one shot he's it's over mm. and it's just like ah oh, i feel like that was really a good choice mm. to, to kind of show well the revenge didn't really accomplish much no um, and I don't think they paint John Wick out as righteous or good by any means. They're no like, all. he's this this dude who's kind of lost grasp on reality now. He's lost his moral compass. <laughs> <laughs> yup. And he goes ultimately down this path of self-destruction. That's right. Yeah. One of the things I didn't like as much mm. about this movie, um, something small, but I think the ending of it is feels super lackluster yeah. compared to the rest of the movie. I don't know. I'd be interested to, to like hear if they've talked about it at all, the writers. But um, I just feel like there's a scene at the club, and then I mean he gets captured. There's a scene um at the hotel. There's a scene where he goes and like, like I said, he goes and kills the son. Mm. But then the last part is him like fighting like on a dock. <laughs> yeah, and it just felt very anticlimactic to me. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only thing about this video. I'm like, oh, uh, if they had invested more into the final act of it. Yeah. Because I feel like you get to the point where he kills the son and then you can kind of stop the movie there. Mm. You're kind of like, oh, well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'd have been, yeah, more interesting if they tied it to something else rather than like a dock at a house. Yeah. Um, well, it almost it's just over so quick and there's not as much choreography in there and it's just not as fun to watch, I find. But it's a small thing. Because the mm. rest of the movie makes up for it. <laughs> um, yeah. Any any other thoughts that you had? Yeah. No. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's yeah. uh it, it's a good movie. I really liked they had the um the scene at the start where he's just in his car drifting. <laughs> and I'm like, that's just that's just what Keanu Reeves, I think. He's having fun, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, alright, get him out there. He's cool practiced his drifting. Car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean it would have been cool to, oh to yeah it would have been fun car like that yeah. um yeah cool i don't think i have uh any more thoughts um right well let's get into some of the the values or the messages what mm. is what are your thoughts around that tiller yeah <laughs> one of the things that i found really this funny and ironic is the just this underground secret society where like crime happens mm. um yeah just people die people are murdered and, you know, there's a blood feud but they have rules 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like, what? Yeah, it's so true. Yeah. Uh, it's like, oh, we've got a standard here. <laughs> you can go and murder people, but not in the building. <laughs> not in the building. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got to be classy, though. Yeah. When you murder. It's a good point, actually. <laughs> yeah, I found that like a little. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, even just thinking about that. Because this is something when I think about real life, mm. I've always found pretty silly. Uh, maybe there's two levels to this. So. There's this thing called prison justice, which have you heard about it? Oh, um, but the idea is people, specifically like pedophiles and stuff, mm. if they get sent to prison, they've got a really high chance of being killed in prison. Yeah. yeah. Because all the prisoners are like, this guy, they've done something really bad. Yep. And for me, um, my perspective is like, well, you've all done something really bad. <laughs> yes. And and for the per- um, if anyone's going to be deciding someone's fate, it shouldn't be the person who's in prison. <laughs> Like, no. you are the the least, like, you're in the the lowest position to, to determine how moral someone else is. Yeah. But it's almost like you're in this position where you're so morally corrupt that you become completely unaware mm. of how low your morals are to the point where you stand in condemnation of someone else. Yep. You're like, yeah, sure, I, I, I guess I'm bad, but you, <laughs> you're <laughs> yeah. really bad. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so, anyway, I've always found that, like, pretty kind of stupid. I agree with you in that. It's, it's pretty stupid. Yeah, and yeah. it's very unaware. But I think um, reflection on that is, what well, we all do that. Yeah. So, like, I guess it's amplified in the situation when it's a bunch of criminals mm. and murderers, mm. and so their mistake is bigger mm. or more noticeable. Yeah. But... I mean, I make mistakes, and my mistakes might not be the same as going and robbing a store or whatever. Mm. But like in the same the same vein, I can definitely think that I've stood in judgment over someone when I'm completely unaware of my own <laughs> yeah my own flaws. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no one is perfect. We've all stained ourselves somehow in one way or another. Um, but yeah, just yeah, going back to that idea of like Aussie criminals <laughs> murder, but there's rules, which is funny because that um, girl that tries to kill John Wick in his hotel room, yeah, she's a prime example of the how silly, although the rules are that they have. She's like, what rules? Yeah, we're like criminals. We're like yeah. we murder people. We're assassins. Yeah. Like, hey, hey, no rules. Yeah, we're literally breaking all the rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't. Know. I don't know if like Winston is the one that says this. Like, we have no rules. We become savages or yeah, something like that. That's right. Um, is it? I don't know if it's. I think it's in, him that says that. Is it in this film or later films? I think it's this one. It's in this yeah. film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says something like that. And I was like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> you're not sav- You're not a savage. Like already. animals, I think it is. Yeah. 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 Are you not an animal already? Like. <laughs> yeah. Well, this idea, uh, yeah, this again speaks to like us and humans in general. Mm. Um. Like, we have to, we're compelled to come up with a moral code, mm. some kind of, like, rules around life. Mm. And so, it's funny that it's portrayed in this, that it's like, these criminals, yeah, sure, they're not going to abide by society's moral code, but they'll come up with their own one, and yeah. they'll abide by that. Yeah. And it's, a, I guess, a lesser moral code. You're still allowed, to, you're allowed to kill people. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you have to, you have to pay with a coin or something. Yeah. Um and I just find it like I find it interesting that even on a societal level people are like constantly morally outraged like I can't believe you said this thing and I can't believe you did this thing. Yeah. And it's not based on anything really. It's based <laughs> on just like this made up set of rules that they've come up with. They're like, "Well, 
you know what, I've, I feel like there should be a right and a wrong, and I'm going to say this is right and this is wrong. Yeah. And then you get these subjective kind of ideas of it all. Subjective morals. Yeah. And they collapse on them. Mm. It's your word against someone else's word. So that's why you need an objective lawgiver, um, i.e. God. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You need someone to determine what is good and what is evil outside of us. Um, right. Well, because what happens is, there's, I guess there's two options. The first one is whoever is most powerful, yep. their moral code can get enforced because they're the ones who can enforce it. Mm. Like maybe my morality disagrees with your morality, but you're bigger than me. And mm. so if I, you've done something that I don't, I think is wrong, I can't do anything to you. Or if mm. I do something that you think is wrong, you can beat me up. <laughs> <laughs> and so it doesn't, morality is no longer a thing. It's about power. Whoever has the Whoever most has power. has the bigger gun. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Then their morality is true, yeah. which in itself isn't morality. No. Like just power doesn't equal morality. It does not. Um, then the alternative is, I guess, everyone just decides to abide by an agreed upon set mm. of morals mm. and let you have the majority vote. Mm. Um, but I think what you see happening in like prisons is the amplification or like the revealing of the reality around us as like individuals is that we're flawed. Mm. And so our ideas of what is morally good and bad are going to be flawed as well. Mm. But what will ultimately happen is that we'll come up with a set of rules and a set of like ideas around morality that aren't actually good <laughs> yeah well even if they aren't good the fact that these criminals in this film have to have rules just goes to show that like like you do have to have rules otherwise it's just crazy total chaos and anarchy right and maybe like their secret society might spill over so into, kind of fall apart a little bit it kind of will fall apart a little bit yeah it'll be exposed right and so they need these uh, sort of strict rules to, to keep things tight and and whatnot yeah. um so even you know yeah criminals still have to have rules otherwise just chaos and anarchy yeah and right yeah. yeah some some interesting um interesting themes i mean the, the clear theme is like the one of revenge as well revenge yeah this idea of um you know cycle the, revenge. You, you've lost all kind of other sources of motivation outside of getting revenge on someone yeah and i think i really like the way the movie portrays it in the sense that He's not a guy who is happy. <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> he's a guy who's kind of lost everything. Yeah. And all he has left now to, to motivate him, all he thinks he has left is like revenge. Mm. I think um, when he gets the dog, the letter that his wife writes, like, you know, you, you still need something to love or someone to love. Mm. Make sure you're not broken. Mm. And he loses that. And so he like, kind of just falls back into his carnal desires. But at the very least, I think the movie does a good job of showing, yeah, at the end... Revenge doesn't really solve anything because he still doesn't have anything at the end of it. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Just because someone else doesn't have anything doesn't make his life better. All That's of a right. Sudden. He's got now a lot more blood on his hands. That's what he's got. Really. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Revenge is... Not ultimately satisfying. Not ultimately satisfying. Um, but in that in this movie, there's no sense of God or like... I mean, it's funny because there is like deeply religious themes. In there it. are, yeah. Like, they've... Um, especially... In this underground world, there's a lot of like crosses around and underground churches. Yeah, and really things like that. Things like that. Well, it's kind of really grey. Um, well, even this idea of redemption as well, because um, I think the, one of the ideas behind the, the movie was um, exploring this concept of a man who found salvation through love mm. and then lost it, um, yeah. which is a very kind of 
biblical concept. Yeah. Um, because yeah. he was in this place where he was this murderer, he was like a hitman, mm. and then he got out of it. He's like, I don't want anything more to do with this because I found someone who loves me and I love. Yeah. And that's worth more to me than living path. Yeah. And then he loses that person. Like, yeah. And so now he doesn't have love anymore. And so then he kind of, well, what's left for me except kind of death? And he, he's aware. I guess he's like, I'm not no longer a good person. Mm. He can't view himself in the light of like, someone cares about me. Someone thinks I'm worth something. Mm. Mm. Well, okay, I'm not a good person. Let me just go kill a bunch of people. <laughs> yeah, I've lost the only person who saw the good in me yeah. to, be, to be with me. And so, like, I've lost that person now. Right. What do I have left but to go? And, yeah. Um, which is a bad way to think. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the right way to think. Um, you should get your worth and value in God, in, in the God of the Bible. Jesus Christ mm. came into the world and he displayed his love for you by dying for you. Um on a cross, that's how much you matter. Mm. God himself was willing to um, see his son die on a cross, show you that's how much you matter to him. Yeah, well, I guess that's that's the difference that hope can make. That's right. Because you're in this position of John Wick where mm. you're like, I've um, lived this evil life and now there's no way out for me anymore. There's nothing, no solution. Mm. Then, yeah, it's, you, can't really, you can't really motivate yourself. Just, yeah. You can't do it. Like well, I guess I'm not going to bother. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in in some levels. Yeah. Um, if you, there's no way that you can kind of go like, this is why I can do this, or this is why I should do this. Mm. Like, if you don't have that either a morality driving you, or I should do this because it's good, which mm. he doesn't have. He doesn't have that list of morality. He has got kind of the evil morality. It's <laughs> like you can kill anyone you want as long as you don't do it in the hotel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and if you don't have like someone to do it for, someone telling you, you know. You should like reminding you this is what's good. Um, yeah, you can kind of get lost in like this warped perception of life and what's mm. like how you should live, and that ultimately just leads to sadness and hurt and pain and mm. hopelessness. Yeah. Um, but that's, I guess, the hope that the Bible offers us is well, we're not, we can't ignore the fact that we've all done wrong things, we've all lived like lives where mm. none of us are perfect. Mm. Um, but we can have a hope, and the hope mm. is that there's forgiveness, mm. and all those things can be forgiven, and we are, can be loved, and we are loved. Mm. Um, so that is a really good motivator. Yeah. Oh, you know, I've done the wrong thing, but I've got a reason to not keep doing the wrong thing because God loves me, mm. and He He cares about me, cared enough about me to like suffer for me mm. and to die for me, mm. and so that's like a really compelling. Like, oh, okay, <laughs> well, you <laughs> yeah. love me that much, yeah. He's like, well, this is what's going to be good for you. This is what I want you to do. Oh, okay. Well, that's a motivation for me. Mm. Um, and I have that hope that actually, oh, and what I have done in the past, and even if I do something wrong again, he's forgiven me of that. That's right. Yeah, that yeah. structure is, I mean, it's the, a good way to live. Mm. Um, I think it's the best way to live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or well, even like, <clears throat> um, there's that funeral scene mm. um, at the start where yeah. his friend, Willem Dafoe, yeah. comes to him like you know this is just how life is you just accept it right it sounds so hopeless and like yeah. dark and and he's like is it really how life goes like you know he's sort of just questioning yeah i i thought that was cool but then as you see he plunges himself back into this world um yeah you do kind of seem sort of yeah this maybe this is really how life is and like Am I kidding myself? Right, he loses I'm, sight a little bit. He loses sight a little bit. I'm kidding myself. I've like, I've lost 
the one thing I thought was like, there really is no hope. Yeah. I'm just gonna keep doing this, this thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a, a fun movie, um, <laughs> and yeah, I, I'm. I think it's, and even with the other ones, see a lot of those kind of themes around, mm. like revenge, really, and losing, I guess, yourself in revenge. Mm. Um, how it just so, it just destroys you. Ultimately. It kind of yeah, get stuck in this echo chamber. Yeah. This whole world that he's in is like really like an echo chamber. Like yeah. no one's gonna tell him what he's doing is bad. Is it's bad as long as it's um within know, their structure. Within their structure. But even then he he, he breaks through their structure. He goes <laughs> beyond that. Yeah. He goes <laughs> and he just kinda that. goes down this cycle of like death and just like I'm just doing what I wanna do. I'm kind of, he's kind of fulfilling his own desires further and further. But none of it ever leads to satisfaction. No. Like it never hits this point where it's like Oh, I've done so much that now I'm happy again. <laughs> it always goes leads to another thing, and then another thing, and another thing. It's bottomless pit. It's bottomless pit of despair. That's right. And pain. Um, and then ultimately, I mean, the ending. He does. I mean, spoilers for the sequels, I guess. But eventually, there is some level of peace that he finds. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think for the most part, cost him a lot to get there. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so this one though, enjoyed it. I thought I'd give you an attempt at a, a youth pass and takeaway. Uh, I did episode. not come prepared, so I haven't come prepared either. <laughs> <laughs> try and win. We'll both try and win one. Um, well, you have to edit out this bit. Yeah, yeah, I'll, um, I'll edit it out. <laughs> no, I'll leave it all in. <laughs> <laughs> Every time he said he'll edit out something, he's left it in. <laughs> um, John Wick. Um, hang on. No, I've got this. As John Wick had to descend into the depths of the continental in order to find, I guess, his answers to his... That's close. All right. Passing <laughs> the ball to you. Um, this is why it's good to prepare. And all those youth passes every yeah. week will come with a, a good one for you. So you yeah. won't have to think as long as we're thinking. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, just like... Here we go. A loss... In John Wick's life, led him down a road of despair. But Jesus has offered a road to salvation, to repair, to repair. <laughs> yeah, if it rhymes, <laughs> <laughs> to amazing. <salvation>. Whoa, yeah. <laughs> we could really be you fast. <laughs> we heard it here first, guys. Um, all right, just to finish up, I'll go into some IMDb trivia. Mm. Um, just have two for us today. Mm. According to Keanu Reeves, he did 90% of his own stunts in the film. Nine. Nine. Ninety. Ninety. Ninety percent. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, 9% wouldn't be as impressive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I walked up those stairs. Ninety <laughs> percent's impressive, yeah. Wow. Yeah, and you can tell. I'd be interested in what 10% he wasn't allowed to do. You know? like, <laughs> I think there was one where he fell off a balcony. Like, yeah. Top two, that one, they got Maybe. someone else to do. I looked hard. <laughs> it's kind of painful. Um... In this movie, John Wick kills 77 people. Ooh, so a lot. Yeah. You know that expression, um, if you kill a murderer, there's the same amount of murderers in the world, you know? <laughs> but what happens if you kill 77 murderers? <laughs> <laughs> How many times? It's like when Peter asks Jesus. How many times should I should forgive? I, should, should I forgive? Yeah, John Wick. How many times should I kill my brothers? <laughs> Not seven, but 77. 77. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I do a third. Here we go. Chad Stahelski and David Leach, Leitch, 
the directors, were concerned about how the audience would react to all of the death within the film, especially the puppy. Mm. So in casting the character of Losef Arasov, the son, mm. they wanted someone who looked like a complete prick. <laughs> <laughs> Consequently, they met Alfie Allen and thought he was perfect for the role. <laughs> and also a very nice person. It's in practice. <laughs> so yeah, might be a bit painful to be directed based on how you look. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you look like someone I want to punch in the face. <laughs> I mean, he played the role so well. He, like, does, he does look like I do want to punch him in the face. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, that was our review. Bit of a, a shorter <laughs> one this week. Yeah. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Mm. This is our, our next section, our segment of, um, yeah, what are you looking forward to? Uh, what have you been watching, Tiller? What am I looking forward to? Um, man, I... Always come unprepared. Um, I think we're doing a, a series of action films, so mm. I think we're going to be looking at the um, the raid next. The raid, yeah, that'll be good. And then um, that'll be leading into um, Equalizer. Equalizer. Or the Kingsman three is coming out, isn't it? Yes, Equalizer three coming out in September. Yeah, wow. so we're, we're going to do a run of action movies yep. up to that. Yeah, looking forward to watching the raid. Yeah, it's always good. Raid Redemption. I'm a bit sad we won't be able to fit in the raid two. Yeah, I, I prefer that one, but we'll, yeah. we'll get to it. You know, one day. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to those as well. Mm. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't have much else that I'm thinking about. I guess it was a great section. <laughs> it was. <laughs> yeah, we've had a busy day. We're we're allowed to not be prepared. <laughs> Short on time. That's Short right. On time. Yeah, busy week. All right. Well, we might finish up. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah, um, thanks, everyone. If you wanted to get in contact with us, you can find us at goodfridayfilms.com um, or you can send us an email at goodfridayfilmspod at gmail.com. Otherwise, we're Good Friday Films on every social media platform. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. We're going to talk to you all next week when we are discussing The Raid Redemption. See you guys. 